One of the major areas of growth that we saw was the dispensing side of the business, particularly in terms of the efficiency of, of stock management. Unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot of stock on the shelves to sell to begin with. So it meant that there wasn't enough Panadol or antihistamines on the shelf, for example, that would be people coming in every day and that one box on the shelf had been sold and the next person would miss out. So we saw a real opportunity that it would increase the amount of stock that would be able to increase the amount of patients that we're servicing. And also we looked at the different types of clinical services. So as a local rural health service that is exclusively run by locum GPs, we identified that there was good scope to do things like medication reviews, sleep apnea treatments and diagnostics, as well as vaccinations. So we implemented those when there was no service there previously within the pharmacy and it has led to quite exceptional growth. And now patients actually see us as a health destination. We have other health providers come within the pharmacy. So we have pathology, which operates five days a week within the pharmacy. People come to get their blood tests done. We've got nurse practitioners come for skin checks. We've got the ambulance from Ambulance Victoria come to do heart health checks every single month. So it's a range of other health services which make the community aware that we're a health destination and that we can solve more things than just medications. Hi, I'm Alexander Look, proprietor of Oyun Pharmacy and Pharmacy of the Year finalists, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast, brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PDCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. Taking over a small, old pharmacy in a town of only around about a 1,000 people might seem like a bit of a challenge, but it's a challenge that Alexander and Nicholas at Oyun Pharmacy decided to take on. Together, these two early career pharmacists managed to completely turn the pharmacy around, turning it from a business focused on giftware to a flourishing healthcare hub, greatly benefiting the community. As a finalist for Pharmacy of the Year, Oyun Pharmacy took home a very special award for the significant work that they have done to reinvigorate the pharmacy within only two years of ownership. Let's hear from Alexander. Welcome to the show, Alexander. It's great to have you with us today. I want to start by congratulating you on being a finalist in the Pharmacy of the Year Awards and on your highly commended award. And as the listeners are going to hear as we start to chat, it is highly deserved. But first, let's set the scene. Oyen is a small rural town in Victoria with a population of only around about a thousand people. It's located about 440 kilometres northwest of Melbourne. Set the scene for us. Could you tell us a little bit about the people who live in Oyun and what it's like living and running a pharmacy in such a small town? Nicholas and I purchased the pharmacy about two years ago. So it's a very new business for us and we're both early career pharmacists, which we'll talk about a bit later on. But I would say that the best thing about living in a rural town and working in a rural town is the professional satisfaction that we get. I honestly must say that it's been the most satisfying job that I've ever had. And it's been one of the best decisions I've ever had uh, going to a rural town because we just feel that we can make such a huge impact on, on our patients and their health. You mentioned that you only purchased a pharmacy about two years ago. You talk about that 
impact. I'd like to know a little bit more about your own background because while you're currently working in Oyen, it was living in a rural setting and, and working in a rural setting like that something that you've always done or you've always had an eye on or was it just an opportunity that came up and you decided to go for it? I've always been interested in going to a rural town to live. I actually grew up in Brisbane and did my studies at the University of Queensland. So the idea of me settling and uh, living very happily in a town of 1,000 from Brisbane is quite uh, quite interesting for a lot of people. Um, I always wanted to go to a smaller town, maybe possibly not to this degree. Um, when I first graduated, I wanted to work in a town of probably about 20 to 30,000 people. And so my early jobs that I had, um, I started off my first registered job in Broken Hill in New South Wales, a town of about 20,000 people. And then with that group, I travel all around Australia to rural locations in Western Australia, North Queensland, um, and then to Mildura, which is about 30,000 people in Victoria. Um, after that um, experience, I did some locum work and I wasn't really intending to come to Oyen, but I knew the owner of the pharmacy and she um, she appeared quite tired and she needed a bit of a break. So I thought I'd, I would help her out when she called me up. Um, it is about an hour away from where I was living in Mildura. And uh, when I came to the pharmacy, it was just a really eye-opening experience. I think the amount of opportunity that there was for us to make a real difference and to practice at a high level using our clinical judgment and also the appreciation that people had was really quite amazing and something I hadn't experienced a lot of in my career so far. So that was why I was so drawn to Orient. You mentioned a minute ago that it's the best job you ever had. It sounds as though you've weaned yourself off the big city by moving from Brisbane, then out into rural areas and getting smaller and smaller. So considering that living and working in rural areas, it isn't something that you've always done. Like you said, you started out in Brisbane. What was it like adjusting and what are the biggest changes been? And maybe even touch on what's the best thing about living and working in a rural setting like that? Some of the major differences that I experienced from working in a city compared to smaller towns was, of course, the availability of a lot of other health providers. So in some ways, it can feel a bit isolating because there's not a lot of other specialists and GPs around. But on the other hand, it is a real, real opportunity because it enables us to uh, be a real valued source of information and a point of contact with our patients. So, for example, in our town of a thousand people in Oyen, uh, there is a local health service, a hospital and GP, but they're all run exclusively off short-term locums. So there's a new doctor that comes every two weeks. And what we find as community pharmacists in a small town is that we actually uh, fill the space of continuity of care. So a lot of patients use us to help to uh, manage a lot of their conditions and communicate between their different providers that they have their specialists and their GPs. So that aspect in particular professionally has been extremely rewarding and something that uh, is a bit unique to rural areas. Um, I think from a personal perspective, there's a lot of other benefits and changes that I've experienced. Um, one of the best things is that I don't have to commute. I actually uh, live behind the pharmacy and that's another thing I'd like to talk a bit, a bit later on um, is I actually live at work at a tiny in a tiny house on wheels so it's a bit unique as well but i don't i don't have any commute time so really it saves me a lot of uh time that would be otherwise driving and enables me to do things i actually really enjoy 
like uh, catching up with friends, going for walks, uh, things like that. When studying pharmacy at university, many students, a lot of them are probably thinking about and, and having ideas about where they'd like to work in the future, whether they're thinking large town or city or small town in a community pharmacy or maybe in a hospital setting. Was buying a rural pharmacy something you always knew you wanted or always sort of had on your list of things that you were considering? Or was there something that came along or came into your life and your profession where you said, you know what, I think this is for me? To be honest, when I was studying pharmacy, I wasn't entirely sold on the fact that I wanted to continue working as a pharmacist. Uh, even after I did my internship in Brisbane and my registration, I thought perhaps I might have wanted to work in a small town for a few years and then look at a career change. But I think one of the turning points was my first job in Broken Hill. I was really taken under the wing by a very experienced business person who owned multiple pharmacies. And he really inspired me to demonstrate that I had the skills and the capacity to be able to operate and manage a pharmacy to begin with, with possibility of owning down the track. So I think that experience in particular uh, really sparked my interest in owning pharmacies. So just drawing on that a little bit, you spoke about your mentor there in Broken Hill. Was there anything else that happened before you got to OEN that in your previous experience, whether that was in rural communities or, or just pharmacy in general, that you found was actually really, really helpful when you stepped into ownership shoes? So one of the unique journeys that I've had with my career is that I had been already involved with not only managing pharmacies, but setting up pharmacies from scratch, so greenfield sites. Uh, these included establishing pharmacies where there was no PBS license, so in some cases were non-PBS pharmacies that were eventually accredited to dispense PBS medicines. So I think the skills that I learned from those experiences and as someone who was involved with the total management of the business, including the retail side, the dispensary side, the human resources side, and even I was involved quite significantly with the financial parts, doing taxation, uh, reporting, and other financial reporting. I think that really gave me a lot of skills in my career as a, as a pharmacy owner. You and your business partner, Nicholas, both early career pharmacists who obviously together decided to purchase an old pharmacy in a rural town, quite a small one. What was your relationship prior to becoming business partners and what made you think we should do this together? I met Nicholas when I first moved to Mildura in Victoria about seven years ago or so. And initially we met at a CPD event with his wife, who's also a pharmacist, and we started chatting about our interests and we had some mutual connection. Uh, I think Nicholas's wife had worked in Broken Hill uh, at a similar time that I had worked there as well. So that was a nice starting point. Uh, I basically, con we continued the relationship over many years, seeing each other at events within town. And when I started doing locum work, I reached out to Nicholas and his pharmacy where he was managing and offered my services there. And I think that was a real turning point because I'd gone to many different pharmacies and worked in many dispensaries as a locum. But when I went to Nicholas's pharmacy, I could tell very distinctly that his attention to detail and his management of the stock and the, the way that he interacted with patients was something that I really resonated with and we shared a similar value. And so after experiencing that and, and, and hearing the stories of how he had helped a lot of his patients, I decided that he would 
be a really great business partner to join up together to create something since we shared such a similar vision for our pharmacy careers and our ethics and things like that. So you just spoke then about some of the attention to detail and, and skills and background that Nicholas has. You've obviously got your own. Do you complement each other or are you very much the same or do you fill in gaps where maybe one or the other isn't as good at some things? We absolutely complement each other. And I must say that it's so refreshing to be able to work with another pharmacist and have such a good working dynamic. I think for myself personally, although I'm inherently an introverted person, um, I have learned to be a bit more um, a bit more extroverted and I'm, I appear much more on the social media, for example, than Nicholas and I do a lot of interviews like today, what we're doing today. Um, so I'm a bit more comfortable with these type of public um, uh, appearances um, and I really enjoy doing the financial aspect of the business Whereas Nicholas is a real constant and real, uh, he's, he's very consistent and really constant with his work. And he's able to uh, have detail for the everyday operations of the business, which is fantastic. So whereas I'm able to meet with nurses and doctors and health service CEOs, um, we can rest assured that the business is being tended to correctly and professionally and run really well because Nicholas is fantastic at operating the business. So that's how we complement each other. Excellent. So next question is buying a pharmacy is always a big and sometimes quite often it's a life-changing decision for people, but perhaps even more so when you're early on in your career like yourself and Nicholas, what was your thought and decision process both before and after deciding to go through with the purchase? Because to be kind of frank, a lot of people early on in their career, they just wouldn't have the guts to do it. I think my experience of having locum within Oyen Pharmacy to begin with was something that was a real driving force for us to decide to go ahead with the decision. And it is a huge investment that we had made and it really made us uh, arrange our finances quite specifically in order to afford this investment. But what we saw when I was locuming, we were able to identify lots of opportunities for growth. And that was something that was hugely exciting for us, not only from a uh, healthcare perspective, because we could see that we can make a huge difference to the community, but also as a business financially, we could see that we could turn things around and have a good return on our investment uh, because of the opportunity that existed. I always love hearing stories about the relationships between community pharmacists and their patients, but they're always especially special when we talk to a rural pharmacist. Trust is a big part of your pharmacy. And when coming into a small, tight-knit community of only about a thousand people, potentially as strangers to the community, so to speak, that trust might initially be missing. It is something that you need to earn and build trust. What, what sort of steps did you go through and take to cultivate trust with those people in the community and, and your providers that were already there in the community? Because I'd imagine the change would have been quite unsettling, particularly when you were speaking earlier about how a lot of the other local health services are resourced by locums. So there's a lot of turnover. So you are a pharmacist, the constant in the community. It could have been quite unsettling for some considering that they rely on you as part of their healthcare. It was a massive change for the community, that's for sure. The previous owner, she owned the business for about 20 years. 
And so it is a bit concerning whenever there's a new person coming into the business, and we appreciated that. I think some of that feeling of uncertainty was mitigated by the fact that I locumed within the business previously. So the patients had already seen my face over the preceding six to 12 months, not every single week, of course, but it was slowly getting there and they could see the interest that we had and the genuine care that we had. So they could tell that we had good intentions that we were intending to really grow the pharmacy and grow the services that we offered. But I think one of the other things which has been really critical for us in a rural town in developing trust was the visibility of uh, our pharmacists and uh, the fact that I live in Oyen itself is a real positive. So the fact that our patients and customers can see that I'm using the local bakery, I'm using local supermarket, I'm using local mechanic is hugely important for trust to demonstrate that we're not just in the community to take profits and take rewards. We're actually there to contribute to the local economy, to get involved, to know the people, to understand what their problems are, and also to create solutions. Um, I think, and I might touch quickly on the fact with the health service, uh, we did have a very concerted effort to talk to the health service regularly, to consult with them, to meet with the director of nursing, the medical clinic uh, manager and the CEO as well. So we meet with them very regularly on a quarterly basis. And that really helps with the communication to help them understand that we're really here to help them. And we're open to suggestions to make sure that everything's running as best and as smoothly as it can possibly be. Love that. Love those examples there. Throughout your journey as a pharmacy owner, remembering it's only been about two years, hasn't it? What have been some of the the biggest learning curves for you and what sort of challenges have you faced? I think as a new business owner, one of the biggest learning curves is dealing with work-life balance. There's always so much work to be done. It's just never-ending. And in this current climate where it's difficult to obtain staffing, both pharmacists and pharmacy assistants, uh, a lot of the responsibility ends up falling on the owners of the business. And so particularly when we're growing and we've grown over 40% in turnover in the last two years, the growth has been quite exceptional and the work has also been quite exceptional. Um, so learning to say when enough is enough and to step back and say, actually, we need a break uh, for our own sanity, but also to make sure that we're efficient going forward, that is something that we've had to develop as uh, business owners. Uh, one of the challenges that I have, particularly in my circumstance, is that I actually live at work. So I live behind the pharmacy and that has its own difficulties, although it saves on commuting. Uh, it also is very tempting to just go back in and fix things up or do things after hours, uh, sometimes late into the night, 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, because I live at work. Uh, but in reality, we try to avoid doing that because everyone needs a break. Everyone needs to uh, have their own life outside of work. Although I love my work and Nicholas loves his work, we also have our own lives as well. So that's probably one of the biggest challenges that I've suspecting that most business owners would encounter, but particularly new business owners where you're still getting a hang of all the processes and how to manage your business. Time for yourself. It's extremely important. You do have to be disciplined to make sure that you put that time aside. Did you find it hard to to recognize that you needed to do that and then commit to it and, and keep it going? Because I'd imagine that some business owners would feel quite guilty about it. Absolutely. And I think 
we, Nicholas and I determined a strategy right from the very start before we took over the business. And in part of our discussions of partnership and our responsibilities, we actually discussed it was really critical that both of us both accrued annual leave as workers within the business and also were able to take the annual leave. So we have a policy within the business, not only for both Nicholas and I, but also the rest of the team, where it's very rare that we actually deny leave for any particular employee because we really understand that people have their life outside of the pharmacy and we want to make sure that they're happy, refreshed and engaged when they're actually at work. So part of the strategy is, yes, you're earning annual leave and yes, you should be taking them. So Nicholas um, and this has enabled me to take leave to go on holidays overseas so he will work while I'm away and vice versa and that's been a really positive experience for all of us. You are using a lot of analytics, social media and, and tech in the business. Can you tell us a bit about the role that you see technology having in a pharmacy setting and the benefits that it brings ultimately to not just the business but also the patients and whether using more technology is something that especially rural pharmacies should consider? Technology is hugely important for our business and the growth that we've had in our business. I learned a lot about the use of technology in businesses when I was doing my further study. So I actually completed a Master of Business Administration or MBA uh, about two years ago. And it quite, I focused quite heavily on the use of technology and improving processes and streamlining efficiency. Um, I think what a lot of pharmacies are perhaps scared about is that they think that technology is scary, maybe that it's very expensive, or it requires a lot of training to implement. But in fact, there's some really simple things that we've been able to implement that has saved us a lot of time and really improved the way that we have been able to deliver services to our patients. Um, one really quick example is the ordering process. Uh, before previously, the orders would have taken several hours per day and a staff member was just put aside to uh, scan products throughout the entire store manually and order them. Uh, these days, we use our dispense system and a combination of artificial intelligence to help predict the stock levels that we require. And this enables us to generate orders within less than three minutes and send them off, which saves a significant amount of time, enabling us to do other things that are patient-focused and patient-facing. Um, one of the other things as well, which has been really game-changing in our business, is the use of technology to track projects and the progress progression of our tasks. So we use an online uh, task tracking management software. And this enables us to improve communication between team members, give updates about when certain things have been done, what the progress is, what roadblocks there are. Uh, for example, uh, only the other day we had, uh, we'll be trying to do some renovations on some of the um, shelvings and we had difficulties with the tradespeople. We're able to track the task over several months to make sure that it was done smoothly and done to completion. Before we start to wrap things up, I just want to circle back around to your comment that you made earlier that you and Nicholas, when you were considering buying the business, that you saw that there were opportunities for growth within the business. Some people listening might be thinking, hang on, there's only about a thousand people in the town. What growth could there possibly be in a business like that? Share with us what you saw in the business before you decided to purchase it. One of the major areas of growth that we saw was the dispensing side of the business. So 
particularly in terms of the efficiency of of stock management, unfortunately, there just wasn't a lot of stock on the shelves to sell to begin with. So it meant that patients weren't able to, that there wasn't enough uh, Panadol or antihistamines on the shelf, for example, that there'd be people coming in every day and that one box on the shelf had been sold and the next person would miss out. So we saw a real opportunity that it would be increased the amount of stock that would be able to increase the amount of patients that we're servicing. Um, and also we looked at the different types of clinical services. So as a local rural health service that is exclusively run by locums, locum GPs, we identified that there was good scope to do things like medication reviews, sleep apnea treatments and diagnostics, as well as vaccinations. So we implemented those when there was no service there previously within the pharmacy, and it has led to quite exceptional growth. And now patients actually see us as a health destination. We have other health providers come within the pharmacy. So we have pathology, which operates five days a week within the pharmacy. People come to get their blood tests done. We've got nurse practitioners come for skin checks. We've got the ambulance from Ambulance Victoria come to do heart health checks every single month. So it's a range of other health services which make the community or make the community aware that we're a health destination and that we can solve more things than just medications. Outstanding. And it's pretty clear now why you've had so much success in such a short time. So as we start to wrap this up, I'd love to ask for any advice that you have for new pharmacists who would like to one day own a pharmacy just like you and Nicholas do and why maybe they should consider doing that in a rural setting? Some of the advice that I'll give to potential new pharmacy owners is to just get out there and talk to people, network with people, let people know that you're interested in buying a pharmacy because the opportunities that come are maybe not so straightforward. I never really would have imagined that I would be in Oyen at this stage owning a pharmacy. And it was through actually meeting uh, people at guild events as an employee pharmacist that I met the owner of, previous owner of Oyen Pharmacy. And through that connection, we established a locum uh, situation. And through there, we established a sale of the business too. So these things are not always that straightforward. And what I'd recommend to other pharmacists looking at purchasing a pharmacy is to really get out there, meet as many people as you can, learn about the industry, go to conferences, and just put yourself out there because you never know where the opportunity may lie and be open to the opportunities as well. Particularly with rural pharmacies, I think there is such a big scope for people going rural um, firstly, I guess the cost of entry to purchasing a pharmacy in rural areas is typically less, but also I think you will probably have a bit more, uh, professional satisfaction knowing that you're making a huge difference to the local community. Alexander, once again, congratulations on being a finalist in the pharmacy of the year award for 2023 and your highly commended award. And thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your experiences and advice with us. Thank you so much. From big cities to tiny houses, we followed Alexander's ever-evolving journey from pharmacy student now to owner. As Oyen Pharmacy has shown, rural community pharmacy is a fantastic opportunity to get there and make a real difference. Hopefully, if rural wasn't on your mind before, it is now. And we wish Nicholas and Alexander the best of luck as they continue expanding the access to healthcare in Oyen. 
I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 123 of the PBCN Podcast. The PBCN Podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.